All right, before I get to my next guest, Hal Sutton, I want to give a shout-out to a couple of our sponsors, starting with our friends over at the Ben Hogan Golf Company. When Ben Hogan founded his company in 1953, his mission was to make the finest golf equipment in the world, and that remains their mission today. They forge every club they make to provide the feel and feedback investment clubs simply can't provide. And their craftsmen micromanufacture each club to your exacting specifications in their Fort Worth, Texas factory. You'll only find Ben Hogan Golf Equipment online at BenHoganGolf.com. Visit them there today to learn about their great products and their great prices. also want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Golf Pride. In golf, light grip pressure releases power. Golf Pride engineered a secret the pros know. A larger lower hand encourages lighter pressure. Plus 4 technology is designed with four additional layers, which reduces tension in the lower hand to generate more power. Play plus four and release the secret that pros know. Now available on Tour Velvet, the winningest grip on Tour. Grip confidence, grip golf pride. And folks, this segment of the show is sponsored by our friends at the PGA Tour Superstore. This segment of the show is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA Tour Superstore their golf pro shop. Visit them online at PGATourSuperstore.com. Now back to Chris and more of the show. All right, now back in making his third appearance with me here on Next on the T is Hal Sutton. Let me remind you about Hal's background. He's from Shreveport, Louisiana, played his college golf at Centenary College, where he was named the 1980 College Golf Player of the Year. During his time there, he won 14 college golf tournaments. He was a two-time All-American and led Centenary to the NCAA Tournament. He was a two-time Trans-American Athletic Conference Player of the Year. Howe won the 1980 U.S. Amateur Championship in dominating fashion by defeating Bob Lewis 9-8 and in their 36-hole championship match. He turned pro in 1981. He got his first win on the PGA Tour in 1982 at the Walt Disney World Classic in a playoff over Bill Britton. And that year, he went on to be named the Tour's Rookie of the Year. In 1983, he was named the PGA Player of the Year after winning the Players' Championship and the PGA Championship. In 1998, he won the Tour Championship here in Atlanta in a playoff over Vijay Singh. 2000, he won the Players' Championship by a stroke over Tiger Woods. How captained the 2004 U.S. Ryder Cup team. In all, he won 14 times on the PGA Tour, finished second 18 times. He has 135 top 10 finishes, 239 top 25s, and it's always a huge thrill to say he's with me tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Hal, thanks for coming back on the show. So, Hal, I want to start by talking about your new studio that you recently opened down there in Houston, Texas. Hal Sudden Golf, talk about what uh, what you've got available down there, what people are going to be able to come in and see and uh, get their games taken to the next level. Uh, we built a 4,500-square-foot indoor facility that has three teaching bays with track man and uh uh, swing catalyst, force plates, and uh, G quads. And then we have, in the back, we have four hitting stations uh, with radar as well uh, with uh, where people can just come in and practice on their own game and get radar. Uh, Chase Cooper teaches with me and Will Paul Sell, and uh, it's it's been a fun venture. Uh, we've only been open five weeks, and uh, we didn't do any advertising at all, and we've been fairly busy. So, uh, you know, Houston's a big market, and 
I think we've built probably the nicest place down here. So, uh, and I think we have a lot of wisdom in the building too. That's the most important part. And you've also done a great job of redesigning your website. You can get video lessons. People can get video lessons from you. So if they're not in the, uh, in the Houston area, they can send you some video. Talk about that. Yeah, we do uh, online video lessons, and uh, we did a little bit different uh, deal where people can uh, join on a monthly basis, and there's no limit. So, in other words, uh, you could send in five or six swings a month and get a lesson on what we think you need to do uh, to improve your game. Uh, you know, most people that do a video lesson, uh, they charge you each time, and w we're really about game improvement. We want to see people improve. And um, honestly, it takes a, you know, on our website, we talk about this being a journey with no destination. No one can predict how good you can be. We don't want to uh, even put a prediction on it. We want to not limit you like that. So we, we feel like it's a, you know, a constant journey. It's a commitment from you. And it's also a commitment from us to help you be as good as you can be. And, uh, you know, I, I spent my whole life digging it out of the dirt, trying to be the best I could be. And I'm fascinated with all of the new technology that's available. And, and, you know, I look back and wonder how good I could have been had I had all of this, you know, I wonder how much easier it could have been for me rather than digging it out of the dirt. You know, we had grainy video and what somebody thought they felt. And they continued to tell you that feel wasn't real, but they wanted you to believe in the feel they were talking about. Well, the truth of the matter is data has quantified feel. So we can actually, you know, it, it's given definition to feel. You know, when someone talked to you about feel before, you know, I mean, it, it was like this uh, strange thing that we couldn't couldn't define. And now all of a sudden we can really define feel. And to your point, Hal, and some of the things we've talked about in the past is, you know, you had some struggles with, with your golf game at times. And to your point, you had to dig it out of the day. You had to spend time trying to figure it out on your own. Talk about the data now. And if something starts to go wrong, how do we know what, what data is telling us, oh, that's the problem. You need to do this or that. Talk about how we figure that well, out. Well, the best part about data is, is when you're really playing good, getting all of the data and all the, all the video that you can get so that when you're not playing well, and I'm talking about a really good player right now, but when, you know, I would have never had two year down periods in my career. Have we had this, what we have today then, because I would have gotten all the data and all the video of when I was playing well. And then when I wasn't playing well, I would have seen what it was. And I said, okay, this is what I was doing differently then versus what I'm doing now. And for all of the kids that are growing up out there now, uh, just continuing to get your data and continuing to see where your club path is, where your attack angle is, where your face angle is at, what your launch angle is at. There's, you know, there's 26 different functions on a, on a uh, track man, and they're not all beneficial. In fact, when kids come in, we don't even let them see all of that stuff. That's really for the teacher, but all of it is documented. We know exactly where you're at, and we know how to get you back to that point. And you talk about kids 
And uh, some of the uh, images on your website, again, HalSuddenGolf.com, is uh, with you with some junior players. Talk about talking to them, not only just about the data piece. I think that's something that kids can probably wrap their minds around a little bit. But it's all the intangible that you bring. You talked about wisdom a little bit ago. Talk about sharing your wisdom with them. Well, that's the one thing that I think we offer that no one has to offer. I spent 25 years out there. I know about all of the problems inside the ropes. I know about all the problems outside the ropes. I know who's trying to hang on to you and and hang on to you because you're their ticket. Uh, I know how to the parental versus the student, basically, or the child. Uh, you know, there's a lot of problems out there as far as parents and childs are concerned, as far as agents and players are concerned. I lived it for 25 years. So trust me, I know a lot about it. And I think that sort of thing uh, is is an area that we can talk to kids about that they have no idea about. And, you know, we're not just for kids. I mean, we spend, I bet, 60% of our time is is with handicapped players that are looking to be better. And, uh, you know, I want everybody to get better. You know, I love the game. I want to enjoy the game. I know what it takes to enjoy the game. And, uh, you know, you just had Tom on, and he talked about Loft is your friend. There's not a single doubt that Loft is everybody's friend. But do you know how many people walk in and want Loft on their club? You know what the first thing they say? I want 20 more yards. I want 20 (laughs) more yards. And guess what? Added Loft is not going to give you 20 more yards. But let me give you the second part of this equation. All the balls are low spin balls. The lower you hit it, the quicker it wants to come out of the air. The quicker it comes out of the air, most of the time means it's less, it has less length. And, you know, that is wisdom, not understanding golf clubs, golf balls, and how they react. And so, you know, I think that's what we have at Hal Sutton Golf. We have the knowledge of all of that. Yeah, so take that a, a, a step further, Hal, because to your point, right, we all want more distance. But I think we confuse more distance with what we see on commercials. And here's what I mean by that. You know, Tiger Woods hits these irons. Tiger Woods plays this golf ball. Dustin Johnson does this. You know, so we see all of that and we immediately think, well, if that's what they're doing, that's what I need to do. So I need the same clubs. I need that golf ball. Talk about, you know, it's got to be what's right for us in our swing not what's working for a tour pro that will never play like. Well, I mentioned earlier that we're all on a journey to our own better self as a golfer. We're not on Tiger Woods' journey. We're not on Dustin Johnson's journey. We're on our own personal journey. I can speak to this fact because I'm a lot closer to being one of them than most people are out there. And I can't do anything that those guys do. So why would somebody sitting at home listening to this podcast right now think that whatever Tiger Woods was doing or whatever Dustin Johnson was doing would apply to what they're trying to do? So they need to talk to someone that can help them become the best version of who they want to be. And 
you know, most of the time that has nothing to do with what Tiger Woods and what Dustin Johnson is doing. And, you know, that's why I was applauding Tom for saying what he did about Loft is your friend. You know, the manufacturers have turned what used to be a five iron into a seven iron. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, all these people think they hit, you know, uh, a seven iron as far as they hit a five iron. They don't. They're still hitting a five iron. It just happens to say a seven on the bottom of it. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's marketing at its finest. It's trickery. And when it comes right down to the driver, no one's getting any more yardage than they used to get because they don't have enough club head speed to keep a low spin ball in the air long enough for it to do that. And, you know, I, I had a guy come in this last week. He's one of the great players in Houston. He's an older guy. And he said, you know, I still hit my irons as far as I ever did. I just can't hit my driver as far as I used to. And I said, well, the truth is you can't hit your irons as far as you used to either because you got a lot less loft on each one of these irons. So even though it's you're thinking you're hitting your seven iron as far as you used to hit it, it's really a five iron. And this guy's a really good player, and he should know that, but he didn't know that. Hal, one of the things that uh, you tweeted about recently was that the 15th club in everybody's bag should be imagination. And to your earlier point, with all of the technology we have now, I think imagination and experimentation isn't something we do a lot of. Talk about how you can develop that imagination and hit different shots. Well, the reason why I tweeted that out is because I'm watching all the kids get so locked in on the data and they are on the practice range all the time. And the way you really learn how to play golf is not on the practice tee, it's on the golf course. And it's trying different shots. It's doing things. Uh, you know, every time that I went out to play when I was young, I wasn't trying to score every day. I was trying different shots. And, you know, I one day I'd go out and I'd cut every shot. Uh, I'd go out the next day and I'd draw every shot. That didn't mean that I actually cut every shot or actually drew every shot, but that was my intent. And then there was other days that I'd go out and I'd want to hit bump and runs all the time instead of hit flop shots. So, you know, you go through the course of a round of golf and you don't get all the shots all the time. And you could go a month without hitting a certain kind of shot. Trust me, Tiger didn't go a month without hitting certain kinds of shots. He might have gone a month on the golf course without hitting, in, in tournament play, without hitting certain shots. But he never went a month without hitting all of the shots when he practiced. And I know there are kids out there today that don't do that. And they do the same thing over and over again, and that will never develop imagination. One of the other things that you tweeted about recently, Hal, was people needing to find a mentor who's going to be honest with them. Talk about why that's important. Well, we live in a world where we surround ourselves with people that tell us what we want to hear because it makes us feel better about ourselves. And the truth is, is that you can't get better if that's all you ever hear is what you want to hear. So, you know, I 
talked about how Jackie Burke had come to Fredericksburg and told me when I had quit the game basically for five years and he couldn't stand the fact that I had. And he drove out there and he asked me, so how much would you sell your game for if some rich guy came along and said, I want to buy your game? And I, you know, I said, uh, why would we even ponder that point? Because it's not possible. He said, you know, play along with me here. What if Michael Bell from Austin called you here in Fredericksburg and said, Al, I'm going to bring a check out there tomorrow. I want to buy your golf game. He said, would it cost $10 million? And I said, well, yeah, if it was possible, sure it would, because I spent that kind of time on it. It, you know, I developed it. And he said, so then you tell me why you would have treated something as haphazardly as you treated it for the last five years. If it's really that important to you. He said, now I got to go back to Houston. Well, to me, that took someone that really cared about me to drive four hours to tell me that and then to drive back four hours. He certainly didn't tell me what I wanted to hear. He told me the absolute gospel truth and it hit me like a ton of bricks. And, you know, I think to me, if I go in to get a lesson, I don't want the guy to patronize me so that I'll come back and give him another couple of hundred dollars in two weeks. I want him to tell me the truth. I want him to say, you know, whatever the truth is. And I can deal with the truth. I, at least I can make decisions on the truth. Hal, I want to switch gears just a little bit and, and get your thoughts uh, on a couple of things uh, that we're seeing going on around the PGA Tour. Um, your thoughts on the Tour Championship and the format with Dustin Johnson starting out with, you know, minus 10 and John Rahm minus 8, et cetera, et cetera. What are your thoughts about how that format is set up? Is it a good thing or is it hokey? Well, I'm not crazy about it, and I'll tell you why I'm not crazy about it. Somebody else won that golf tournament this week, and let me tell you how important tournament wins are. So, for instance, I won 14 times on the tour. What's the difference between 14 and 15 wins? Quite a bit. Most yeah. people are automatically inducted into the Hall of Fame, 15 wins. You know, if I had won that tournament, but yet I wasn't recognized as the winner of that tournament, that's a big deal. To that end, is there is there to something that else that they – should it just be like any other tournament? You know, the, hey, top 30 guys get in based on the points and the, and the point value. Whoever wins that tour championship, those points get layered on to everything else. And then we see who the overall tour champion is. Or how do you, how do you think it should be set up? Well, I don't know how it should be set up. You know, I was on the board of the tour for six years. And I can tell you, whatever you do, there's second guessing going on by everybody. And, and I will tell you that most likely, uh, there'll be enough talk about this that in the end, there'll be some, some adjustments made to this. Uh, you know, one thing that I'd like to say, I don't want to take anything away from Dustin Johnson. What an incredible last month and a half he had. And I want to comment that he also had a couple of weeks where he shot in the eighties prior to this last run that he had. Right. I mean, do you realize how hard it is to shoot in the eighties and then bring your game back to the level that he brought it back to over the last month? So I'm not taking anything away from what Dustin Johnson did. He's an incredible player and he played at an incredible level over the last month. So, uh, but I think, 
they have some tweaking to do when it comes to the tour championship. I think that was your point. Right. Looking ahead to next week's U.S. Open at Wingfoot, a place that uh, will now have hosted 12 majors, including a, a couple of USMs and a U.S. Senior Open. You played there in the U.S. Open in 1984. What do you expect to see this week? Wingfoot, uh, one of the hardest golf courses in England that there is. Uh, I think it's one of the hardest U.S. Open golf courses I've ever played in my life. Of course, I was playing it when I could only hit the ball 270 yards. These guys can hit it 330 or 40 yards now. So uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I'll be watching like everybody else. You know, I watch the majors like at Hardin Park, you know, and these guys are hitting mid irons into par fives and short irons into par fours. Even if it is out of the rough, it's, you know, when I played major championships, I remembered wearing my long irons out. Uh, we just don't see that that much anymore. And I'm wondering, is that good for the game or is it not? It's, I mean, you can't turn it back, but how do we cope like this? You know, I mean, there's no comparison to be made. Um, there's a winner each week. That's the one good thing. Somebody's going to shoot low. Do you expect to see someone break par? Do you think it, you know, you go back to 06 when Ogilvy won? At uh, plus five, do you think that's a golf course that uh, now with the length, someone may shoot a few under par? Do you expect to see guys finish over? Well, uh, it, it, it depends on a lot of things. First of all, there'll be, I'm, I'm certain there'll be some rough there. And without fans there, no, the rough is trampled down. So, uh, you know, one of the things that people don't really realize is fans create the frame of the hole. And uh, so it's a little bit easier to see the bullseye uh, when there are fans there than when there isn't fans there. So, uh, you know, this is way different than any other time that we've ever played Wingfoot. So I'm 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 a little uncertain of what we're going to see. I'm anxious, just like everybody else is. How? Before I let you go, remind everyone again about your website how they can get lessons from you, and then also follow you on social media as well. Well, it's HalSuttonGolf.com, and, uh, you know, you can follow us on Twitter or, or Instagram uh, both, and uh, we offer different plans and lessons, individual lessons, online lessons. We Hopefully, we can help somebody along their journey. Well, Hal, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to come back and be a part of the show. It's always a thrill for me to get to spend some time with you. I hope we get to continue and have you come back again real soon and tell us how things are going at the, at, at the Hal Sutton Golf Academy and, and uh, all the great things that you're up to. Well, Chris, I really appreciate you, and I am echo what Tom said. You do so much for the game. You're so kind to all of us that are out there in the game. You promote the game. You promote the people that uh, you're part of. And, uh, you know, we need more people like you in the game of golf. Well, I really appreciate you saying that, Hal. That means a great deal to me. Um, you're the best, my friend. I can't thank you enough for being generous with your time. I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Please stay safe and all the best to you and your family. All right. Thanks, Chris. Bye-bye. See you, Hal. That's a great Hal Sutton right there, folks. It doesn't get much better than that. You want to talk about a guy that's 
you know, first of all, he's going to tell you like it is. So that like we talked about earlier in the uh, conversation, you want to find a mentor who's going to be honest with you. Well, that's going to be Hal Sutton. And then you want to learn from somebody, like he said, who, who knows what's going on in the ropes, knows what's going on outside the ropes, and um, learned how to steer away from some of the things that you might not be aware of that are going on, you know, whether it's with you or your junior player, and then uh, get the best that's going to be able to show you what's going on in your golf swing. It's right there, folks. HalSuddenGolf.com is the website. He's got uh, a, a fantastic indoor facility down there in Houston. And give him a follow on social media as well. Fantastic. Can't wait to have Hal back on the show again soon.